Hi everyone, welcome to this week's broadcast of Water, Wind, Wine Ministry. This week, I would like to talk to you about something that is a little bit unusual. I know I always say that, and it's always unusual because the revelations that God gives me are really unusual, and you usually don't hear them <laughs> anywhere else. So what we're going to talk about today is living by things that are not God. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a common phrase that you've probably heard. It goes like this, live by the sword, die by the sword. Now, I did a little Wikipedia research, which is, you know, nominal in its efficacy, but the research that I came up with was that, of course, that phrase came from the Bible. We know this if we've read Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 52 says, But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. What I'm talking to you about simply is this concept of living by the sword and dying by the sword. Now, what we have to understand in this moment, Peter was trying to defend Jesus against being arrested by the Pharisees, Sadducees, and some of the Roman guard. So Peter pulled out this sword and cut off an ear of the gentleman. He missed his throat is what happened. And Jesus says to him, put your sword in its sheath, for he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. And the way it's written, it's he who takes up the sword will die by the sword. I want to extract the truth that when you are living by the sword, you are actually trusting the sword. And the reason that you're trusting the sword is because you are afraid. So, with what I've just said, look at this scenario again with Peter and Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter was very, very scared. I've looked up how many people were there that day, and the way that it's written, a multitude of people showed up, and it's about 600 men who showed up to arrest Jesus. Now, I know people who've been arrested before, and at the most, they get four cops. Could you imagine 600 coming to arrest one man? No wonder Peter was scared. He cuts off Malchus's ear and Jesus heals him. And Jesus says he trusts in the sword or he who takes up the sword or, and that, that word takes up, that phrase takes up means to accept, to receive as your own. He who takes up the sword shall die by the sword. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that whatever it is you're using to protect yourself, is going to eventually be your downfall. In other words, if you're trusting in anything that isn't God, then it's going to let you down. I want to give you a biblical principle for this somewhere else in the Bible. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. What we understand by this verse is that the person doing the killing by the sword is the devil. Okay, we get that, because right after that it says, here is the patience of the saints. We understand that the devil is the one doing the killing, and we get that from this verse, but what I'm telling you, this verse doesn't really apply, but it does in a way. This means that the devil uses people to wield swords, actual swords or guns or whatever, in order to kill other people. But really, he puts it under the guise of, I have to protect myself against those other people. OK, 
okay? And that's the issue, is that when you are using a sword, when you are using a gun, you're using it to protect yourself from the bad people or from a bad situation. That's what Peter was doing because he was afraid. That's what people do when they get guns. You know, I don't know any stories of gangbangers going around saying, hey guys, I don't want you to rob me, so don't rob me. No, they're afraid they'll be robbed, so they carry guns. They carry AR-15s, you know? And so, I've lived on a ranch a long time, and I know that most of my rancher friends have guns. They have guns to protect against thieves. They have guns to protect against animals that would come in and hurt their livestock. Basically, they're using it to protect themselves. Now, am I against guns? Actually, not at all. Am I against protecting yourself? Not at all. But what I'm trying to say is, what Jesus said in Matthew 26, verse 52, is that if you put your trust for your life in the sword, then the sword will eventually kill you. And the reason for that is because you're trusting in something that's not God. And what is that? That is idol worship. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Job chapter 3, verse 25. Now, before we turn there, we're going to talk about Job, what was happening in his life. We all know all these bad things happened to Job, this and that. But what's really, really, really important is what is written in Job chapter 3, verse 25, because it gives us a little insight into Job's mindset. Now, again, before we turn there, let me point out to you that at the beginning of Job, the book, it states that Job was so worried that his kids would have offended God on their birthdays that he would make extra sacrifices for them, okay? He, now, first of all, we have no record of God telling Job to make sacrifices because even though Job, where it exists in your Bible, it, it doesn't really exist there. In other words, that's where they put it when they constructed your physical Bible. But the story of Job is actually older than the story of Moses. It was actually, they say, the oldest recorded book in the Bible. They just put it there because that's where it kind of flowed. But if that's true, and it is true, that it actually occurred before Moses, then that means that God did not demand sacrifice for sin. So what Job was doing in saying, oh, well, I better sacrifice more to God because my kids might have pissed him off and all my blessings will go away. He was trusting in his sacrifice. God didn't tell him to do that. He was trusting in his sacrifice. And let's look at Job chapter 3, verse 25, and I'll prove it to you. Turn with me to Job chapter 3, verse 25. Job 3, 25. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. This is a huge verse. This shows us that Job was afraid of losing everything. That's why he was making the sacrifices. He wasn't making the sacrifices because he really wanted to love God and serve God or even obey God. He was making the sacrifices out of fear. And that's exactly what Peter was doing. Peter was cutting off Malchus's ear out of fear. And Jesus told him, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So where I'm going with this entire thing is that there is only one thing we can trust in, and of course that's God. But I want to ask you something. What are you trusting in these days? Are you trusting that if you put on a mask every single time you leave your house, that you'll never get sick? Are you trusting that if you put on a mask and wash your hands diligently with the right antibacterial soap, 
and that you don't allow yourself anywhere near somebody else and you purify the air in your house and you clean your house with the Lysol and all these things. Are you trusting that you won't get sick? If you are, if that's where your heart is, if you wake up and say, oh, I, I have to clean my house and, and I have to because I don't want to get sick or I have to put on my mask because I don't want to get sick or I have to use antibacterial soap because I don't want to get sick or I have to use this and that on my hands or on the surfaces of my house so that we don't get sick. If you're doing that, then your trust is likely in the wrong place. Now, do I say not to do those things? No, those things are fine. But what I have learned to do, what God taught me to do because I was in the same boat, I would trust in those things to keep me from getting sick and to keep me well. And I was never more sick in my life than when I was doing those things. But it wasn't because I was doing those things. It was because of the way I was doing them and the heart condition that I had that was associated with them. In other words, I would go around and Lysol everything in my house so that my kids didn't get sick because they came from school and all this stuff. And God, I mean, they, they got sick, not bad, but they got sick. I used to get sick. I don't get sick anymore. I don't get sick at all. I have actually been in very close contact with somebody who had a very bad case of COVID-19 and it did not come on me in the name of Jesus. Praise God. But why didn't it? It wasn't because I washed my hands more diligently. It wasn't because I didn't go near them. It wasn't because I wore a mask. It wasn't any of those things. The reason I didn't get sick is because I trust God. Now, I did wash my hands, I didn't wear a mask, I did wash my hands, but I would say, Lord, I don't trust in this antibacterial soap to keep me well, I trust you, but I know that you've given it to us for a reason, so I'm gonna take advantage of that reason. I take vitamins, and I say, Lord, I'm not trusting in these vitamins to keep me well, I'm trusting in you, but I know that you've given us these vitamins for a reason, so Lord, I'm taking them, and I thank you that they work in the perfection that they were created to work in my body, so I'm not trusting in them. And I make it a point to say that to God. And the reason I do is to remind myself that it's not allowed to trust in things outside of God. Where I'm going with this, and he who lives by the sword will die by the sword and take vitamins and masks and all this, is that God showed me that if you're trusting, if anybody's trusting in something other than God, then that something will be what takes you out. Now, there is a story about Abraham, the father of the Christian faith and actually the father of the Islamic faith, about Abraham and that his dad was actually an idol maker in Ur of the Chaldeans. And so he, Abraham, would work in his dad's shop with him. And one day his dad left Abraham in charge of all of the, the shop and he left. And so Abraham took an ax and broke to pieces all of the idols in the shop except one, the biggest one. And then when he was done breaking all the idols into little bitty bits, he took the ax and he put it in the hand of the biggest idol, the only one that was left. And his father came back to the shop that day and said, hey, what happened? And Abraham said, I don't know, looks like the idol did it. And his dad said, you know that idols don't move and they, don't, they can't do anything, they're just figures. And Abraham looked at him and he said, why do you trust him? And that's the story that the Jews tell about why God chose Abraham. I told you that story to let you know that idols are anything created by the hands of man. That can be an idol, like an actual little idol. It can be um, some kind of a good luck charm or some kind of a something that you wear around your neck. It can be 
Lysol, it can be a mask, it can be gloves, it can be antibacterial soap, it could be a sword, it could be um, locks on your house or video cameras on your house or a gun. Any of those things could be idols because they are made with man's hands and men, people, can put their trust in those things to keep them safe. The, the meat of this, the heart of this whole issue is that people are scared and they are scared of getting sick, they are scared, scared of being robbed, they are scared of being hurt, they are scared of being taken advantage of, they are scared of dying, they are scared. And so what they want to do is they want to make something that they can have control of and say, oh this will protect me. Because they really don't have control and they really don't understand what it is that will actually protect them. So if you find yourself in that situation, if that's where your heart is right now, I want to talk to you about the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. And then over in Psalm 91, you see that God has given His angels charge over us to keep us and to bear us up lest we dash our feet against a stone. These work together, they work in union. God has already given his angels charge over us to keep us and to bear us up, but we have got to be trusting in the Lord with all of our hearts. Now, I'm not trying to get into legalism, I'm just saying you don't sit there with a loaded gun and hold it on your head and play Russian roulette and say, I'm trusting in the Lord because he's given his angels. That's tempting God. So that, that's not what we want to do. But what we want to do is we want to trust in the Lord. We want to say, Lord, I'm taking these vitamins, but I don't really trust in the vitamins. I trust you. Lord, I have to wear this mask because they told me to, and it doesn't, there's nothing in the Bible saying don't wear a mask. So I'm going to wear the mask because they told me to, Lord, but I'm not trusting this mask to keep me safe from the coronavirus. I'm trusting that what Jesus did 2,000 years ago to give me divine health is what will keep me safe from the coronavirus. And Lord, I'm not trusting in this gun to keep people from breaking in and stealing my things. I'm trusting the blood of Jesus around everything I own to keep my things safe, Lord. And if they get stolen, then Lord, I thank you for that you've given me money to buy a new one and a better one, Lord. So you can't get hung up on this. You cannot get hung up on this. You have got to understand that he who takes the sword will die by the sword. The, the devil's plot, it's his plan to keep you relying on something that is man-made that will eventually kill you because you're putting your trust in something that was made by hands. You're putting your trust in an idol. You have become an idol worshiper. And this is a problem. So. Let me encourage you, if you find yourself in this position, please repent and talk to God and say, Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm scared when I go here, when I go there. I'm scared of the COVID or I'm scared that people will break in or I'm scared of this or I'm scared of that. Be honest with him and he will walk you through the steps. If you have a spirit of fear, all you have to do, if you have those kinds of fears and that is a spirit of fear, all you have to do is say, I replace you, spirit of fear. Get out of my face. You get out of my life. You get away from me. You have been replaced by the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind in the name of Jesus. And you just get that spirit of fear off of you. Okay? And then you go to God and say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I'm not trusting in this. I'm doing it because you've told me it's what's best for me, but I'm trusting in you, Lord. And so that's where you go. If you take up something to trust in it for your life that is not God, it will kill you. Alright guys, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.